Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the 2023 edition of the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I am your host, Katie, and I am joined by my handsome husband, Otis. Hello. And we will be reviewing a Christmas movie almost every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 12, Feast of the Seven Fishes. So, again, like yesterday's movie, Otis did not watch this movie with me. He jumped in uh, and saw a couple of different parts of it at different times so he is going to listen to me talk about this movie and then figure it his stuff out at the end yeah i saw the main character and i really like that guy with skyler skyler gisando yeah because he was from santa claria diet oh and, yeah and um, he was great the vacation that new vacation movie and he was in something else some it was a smaller spot yeah but i've I really seen him in a bunch guy. of things and He's... every time i see him I, like, forget that I know who that is. Yeah. I'm like, what do I know him from? And I have to go through his IMDb, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing, and that thing, and that thing. Uh, yeah, he's a funny dude. The kid's great. Um, and then, okay, so we talked about Skylar Gisando. There's also uh, Madison Iceman is also in this movie. She is from um, the new, the two new Jumanji movies. She is the, like, quote, stuck-up, like, princessy girl uh, before they turn, before she turns into Jack Black. (laughs) (laughs) And then also in this film, in a smaller part, is uh, Jessica Darrow. She plays Luisa Madrigal in Encanto. She's fucking fantastic in this movie. Um, She's just, like, uh, a friend of the main girl. And then a whole bunch of people that Otis recognized from different things, um, there's Joshua Hellman from X-Men, uh, the newer ones, all the ones that take place with the young X-Men, like Days of Future Past and X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, he played young Stryker. Uh, and then we've got Joe Pantoliano. Who from The Matrix. Been in a billion things. And but a lot yes, of things. from The Matrix. <laughs> and then uh, Paul Ben Victor from The Wire Hell and yeah. Entourage. <laughs> and Ray Abruzzo. From The Sopranos and The Practice and Night Court. That's what I remember from fucking Night Court. So if you're saying to yourself right now, like, wow, that was a lot of Italian actors. Yeah, because this movie is about an Italian tradition called the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Hey, <laughs> Wally, Wally does that all the time. It's like one of his favorite things to do. Is just Shout out to Wally. Uh, okay, so Feast of the Seven Fishes, the movie... Um, is from 2018. Uh, it was written and directed by Robert Tennell, and it is based on Tennell's 2005 graphic novel, also called Feast of the Seven Fishes. So this movie can be found, I think I watched it on Netflix, but it's probably on other streaming platforms as well. And this is a cute-ass little movie. Yeah, You should definitely watch it if you have not seen it yet it takes place in 1983 so there is not a cell phone in sight everyone in this movie is fucking present it is unique and great uh it's set in a small town where they're in pennsylvania i had to think for a minute because they talk about a couple of bigger cities but they're in a small town in pennsylvania and in 1983 so this movie starts, we meet the main character, Tony. Uh, that is Skylar Gasando's character. 
And he goes to the local community college and he is in the college's business program so that he can eventually take over the family's grocery store. Um, that's what all his family expects him to do. Uh, but all he wants to do in his art is in his heart is be an artist. He wants to go to art school. And we see him at the very beginning reading a letter and we find out that he did get accepted to art school, but he kind of <laughs> just sets like folds up this letter and hides it. And he's like, I'm not even going to worry about that. Like cool thing I got in, but I'm definitely not going. Like I have to go to business school because my family is making me. Uh, two days before Christmas, his best friend, Angelo, who is also his cousin, uh, who you would recognize if you saw him. He wasn't listed in those credits, but you've definitely seen him in a bunch of things. He always plays like a slimy kind of gangstery character. He's younger. He's like in his 20s. Okay. Uh, you definitely recognize him. From, I cannot think of what he is in right now, but I, you would recognize him. <laughs> So his best friend and cousin Angelo invites him out uh, for a night at the bars. And even though he doesn't really want to, he agrees. Um, now, Angelo is has a girlfriend, of course. And his whole plan is to, like, we're going to go out and she has a friend. I need a second. You're going to be the second. We're going to double date uh, until which point I need to go and be with my girl. And then you and the other girl are on your own. Like, good luck. <laughs> so he goes out on this date this double date, and he meets Beth. And we find out that Beth has a boyfriend named Prentice from college, uh, from some, the Ivy League that she goes to. Uh, and they are partially, mostly broken up right now because Prentice broke his promise to her to join her for Christmas and dis decided instead that he would go skiing. Because he's a rich motherfucker and an asshole. Uh, so Beth and Tony are talking and they very quickly hit it off. Tony is one of those um, townies that you see in a lot of movies that are just like neat that should get out of town but because of family circumstances can't. Um, you know he's got the brains he's got the like he's worldly he's like learning about the world and has opinions on different things. You know, a lot of townies don't care about that kind of stuff, but Tony is, wants to be an educated dude. So he is very interested in the world and they become quick friends. Their night gets interrupted when they hear that Tony's ex-girlfriend, self-destructive Katie, <laughs> is going to perform at a strip club. And he, though he doesn't have feelings for her still, he feels responsibility for Katie because she has not moved on from him yet. And she, he knows, Tony knows that she is doing this to lash out and like get him to notice her. And yeah, I've seen that before, you know, worst case or like all shit aside, it works because he ends up going to the strip club to stop her from stripping. And he ends up getting beat up by the club owner because he's trying to take one of the dancers away and the dancer's like no she has to perform she agreed to this and the guy or tony's just like no get your fucking hands off of her let her out katie's gonna leave bye so tony gets assaulted and just fuck they go on with it he takes they end up taking katie and they all end up going to the bar again 
at the bar. Tony and Beth are just keep talking and getting to know each other. And Katie continues in her destructive ways at the bar and gets super drunk. And a guy attempts to pick her up and um, not assault her, but like take her home. And this character, uh, Tony's cousin, Juke, played by Josh Hellman, he's kind of um, like a the weird guy in town. Like everyone's kind of like ignores him, but he's super intelligent. Like a, he's very clearly just a dude with autism or like Asperger's. He's incredibly intelligent, very well-spoken, but like just doesn't have a lot of friends um you know besides his family and juke who knows katie very well because she dated his cousin for a long time ends up rescuing her he uh gets the guy away from her and he ends up taking her home and making sure that she is okay so tony and beth end up spending the night together at his grandparents house uh tony has uh like commandeered their shed where he has made up um like an art studio basically their shed uh this little like it's not really a shed it's more of like a like an in-law suite okay would, okay. would it more like that like it's insulated and like little house thing um but he's made it into his studio they've let him make it into a studio so he and beth go back there and they just spend the whole night talking and getting to know each other and they end up falling asleep, like, in separate chairs. And then the next morning, um, they are discovered by his great-grandma, who just, like, loses her shit. Like, how dare you? Because uh, Beth is clearly a Protestant. Like, she is not an Italian Catholic like everyone in their family is. So the great-grandma has problems with this. Uh, meanwhile, Katie, who is just, like all over herself destructive ends up offering herself to Tony's younger brother Vince who is I don't know he's like 17 or 18 at this point and changes her mind after she sees Tony's high school letterman jacket which is like sitting on a chair she never gave it back to him and she's like oh nope I still love Tony I can't do this I can't be with his brother I can't do anything like that and she sends Vince home and she spends the night curled up in his jacket uh, pining for Tony. So, <laughs> um, the next day, or I guess the morning of Tony and Beth being discovered by his nanny, uh, <laughs> Tony's family invites her for the feast. And, you know, they've gotten to talk about the feast a lot throughout this part of the film. Tony has been explaining it to her. It's just like this giant event. Like everybody in the family comes. We make like tons of seafood dishes and all these different things. And it's just straight chaos because my family's huge and they're loud and whatever. And he kind of keeps hinting that he would like her to be there, but never outright asking her. And she kind of, you know, asks him like, well, how would you feel if I can't like, would, would it freak you out? And he's like, no, I would love it if you came. So while they're sitting there at breakfast with his crazy family, his, grandparents his his grandpa invites her to the feast and 
his grandpa and his grandpa's two brothers are like the ones that are cooking and dealing with everything for this film or for the feast. And they are all like getting into, uh, they like Beth so far. And so they invite her and they're like, yeah, come out. So Beth gets home to her house, uh, after being dropped off by, uh, one of the uncles, um, after they make a quick pit stop. So Tony and Beth explain what happened last night because Tony has a black eye and they explain, yeah, the, the owner at the strip club did it. So the uncle makes a stop at the strip club and beats the living shit out of the owner of the strip club. Damn. Yeah. Like very, um, Italian mafia moment. Like this uncle is clearly in the mafia because he rolls up and he's like, you know who I am, right? And the, the strip club owner is immediately like, yes, yes, I'm sorry, sir. It won't happen again. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And don't ever, he basically like, don't ever fucking touch my nephew again. And then whomps the shit out of him. <laughs> so <laughs> clearly this uncle is in the mob. <laughs> some type of, he's like a boss so, <laughs> in some form. Um, so then he takes Beth home. And Beth is speaking with her mom about her plans for the day. And her family doesn't do shit on Christmas Eve. They just, like, sit around and stare at each other. And she's like, well, I don't want to fucking do that. That's boring as hell. I'm, you know, I'm in from college. I want to do whatever the fuck I want to do. I'm going to go to the Feast of the Seven Fishes with my friend Tony and, like, hang out. And the mom is just like, no, you are not going to do that. How dare you? Uh, I'm mad. You need to be at our house. And Beth is like, you know what? Fuck all that noise. I'm going. So she goes to Tony's grandparents' house, which is where the Feast of the Seven Fishes is going to be. And the preparations for the feast are underway. She gets there at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And she jumps in uh, whole hog to help out <laughs> the, f the family that's like prepping stuff. Both are the grandpa and the two uncles that are like doing all the cooking and stuff and she's helping out she's hanging out with his grandma uh and everything like that um and eventually tony comes from the store that he's been working at with his parents all day and making deliveries for and he is shocked to see beth there and but very very happy um and they end up spending the whole night like enjoying the feast of the seven fishes so Beth is there, Tony is there, his parents come, Juke comes, uh, all the family friends, all the cousins, everybody comes and is having a great time. Um, and then Juke steps outside. I think he like takes out the trash or something and he sees Katie standing nearby. Um, and she has a moment with Juke where she explains that the hardest part about losing Tony isn't just the fact that I lost Tony. It's the fact that I lost the, the whole family too. Yeah. Like oh, they had been yeah. together for, I don't know, probably they were probably high school sweethearts is what it seems like. And she was very close to the family. Um, and she ends up running away. She's like, I don't want Tony to know that I was here. I don't want anyone else in the family to know that I'm here. She just was like, Nope, I gotta go. So midnight comes along and, Nani is going to go to Midnight Mass because 
that's what a lot of Catholic people do. And Beth decides to get, try and get in Nani's good graces after the hectic morning that happened and offers to take, like, she'll drive her to Midnight Mass. I'll go with you. Um, and they go and it's very sweet. And Nani is like, you're good for Tony. Um, as long as you don't hurt him, if you hurt him, I'll curse you, basically. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna put a fucking curse on you. And Beth is like, I promise I won't hurt him, I won't do anything. And they get back to the grandparents' house, and Beth and Tony are standing outside, and they're about to share their first kiss. And it is interrupted by the sudden appearance of Beth's mom. And her ex-boyfriend, Prentice. And the boyfriend is being verbally abusive to Beth. Um, and Tony punches him. But Beth and her mom, like, Beth ends up breaking the two apart. And her mom encourages Beth and basically forces Beth to go with them. And Beth, the mom, and Prentice drive away. And Tony is just heartbroken and we can see from the window as this is unfolding like beth looks up and nani is like cursing her like through the window like she said you could see her saying words and like fucking doing the eyes like fingers to eyes like i see you and i'm fucking cursing you bitch how dare you um so tony is devastated the night has come to an end. The feast has come to an end. Juke ends up making a plate of leftovers and goes and spends the night with Katie. Not uh, not to do anything weird, like not to be gross, um, but it's to not spend the night alone. He has vocalized a couple of times in this movie so far that he... Uh, loves the family but he's really concerned that he's gonna end up alone because he yeah. is like that weird like loner guy and he doesn't have anyone to share christmas with and it's really messing with him and he doesn't want katie to spend christmas alone either because she's in such a like fragile uh, like place so he takes her a plate and they just hang out and get to know each other like become friends or better friends uh, <clears throat> at beth's house uh Beth's mom urges Beth to reconcile with Prentice, who is standing by the fucking fire and swears that he's regretful because his temper showed. And I'm like, bitch, no, that's fucking abuse. Get out of there. Yeah. He already did it once. He's going to do it again. Fuck that guy. So Christmas morning comes and Katie shows up to the grandparents' house. Where Tony has spent the night because, like, most of the family stayed the night at the grandparents' house because they were there till all hours of the night. Um, and gives him his Christmas present. And he opens it up and it ends up being his letterman's, his letterman jacket. And Katie says that she has some growing to do. Um, and so does he. Like, she knows, she's well aware that he wants to go to art school and that he needs to get out of here. Um, it's not just her that's stuck in the past, like, dealing with things. So this, like, breaks through to Tony finally, even though everyone has been telling him this. And Beth has been urging him, of course, all night, like, in all of their talks, like, holy shit, you're such a good artist. Like, you need to go to art school. This is a thing you need to do. Get out of here. Go to, go to art school. 
And the little tiny push from Katie at the very end was enough, like just enough to break him. And he ends up talking to his grandpa about going to art school, which is where his true like heart lies. And his grandpa encourages it and is completely like going to back him when it's time to talk to his parents and like put that into out into the world because his parents are the last the last stop basically yeah. stopping him from going um after katie leaves beth appears uh in defiance of her mom and basically says i broke up with prentice fuck that guy and then they have their first kiss and the movie ends good yeah it was like a sweet little wrap up so uh this movie's fucking great if you have not seen it go check it out it is on netflix it is like an hour and a half. It's a quick little movie, and it is just fantastic. Uh, so, Otis, based on my description of this movie, what did you think? I, it sounds pretty fun. Uh, I actually want to go back and check this one out, because like I said, I enjoy a pretty good amount of the younger kids, like I know who they are, and a lot of the older folks, I enjoy them too. So it seems yeah. like it was a pretty solid story. Yeah, and it's like it's Christmas. It's it takes place at Christmas time, but it isn't overly Christmas themed. Like it's based on the feast of the seven fishes, and it spends a lot of time like telling you about what that is and why, mm. uh, like and like the different fish that they're cooking, and like it's more about the tradition of the family than it is about like the holidays and like. The Christmas tree and Santa and all that. In fact, they don't mention Santa once. The only present that they ever really talk about is, like, Katie's Letterman jacket. And at one point, Tony had, like, wrapped up one of his art project or yeah. paintings that Beth had really liked to give to Beth. But then had unwrapped it after she had left with Prentice. And he was all heartbroken. So, uh, it's not overly Christmas, like, you know, it's not Elf or, like, there's... Yeah. None of that. Uh, I think you'd actually really like it if we watched the whole thing. Okay. So, um, my favorite character in The Feast of the Seven Fishes was Beth. She spends this entire movie being just a fucking great person. <laughs> like, everyone else in this town and in this family is kind of crazy. And they all have their crazy, like, quirks and stuff. Um, and Tony is, you know, dealing with, like, not being true to himself because of the art school thing. And Beth just spends this, the entire night with this guy that she just met encouraging him to, like, no, get out of here. Like, I used to live here and, we, you know, I did the whole thing. But, like, get out of here. It will do you some good. It will do your family. It'll do everybody good. And you deserve to go to art school so she was great and my least favorite character is her bitch ass mom yep fuck that mom it doesn't matter what you think she should have in a boyfriend fucking love is up to the one person or multiple people if you're in a poly relationship but it's up to those people no outside fucking factors to be considered okay fuck you beth's mom how dare you call her shit-ass ex-boyfriend and make that dude... No. Fuck that. You were trash. Um, of course, there's not a budget or box, really. I Like, I searched a couple of different places. I found 
<clears throat> on IMDb, it says the estimated budget for this movie is $20 million, which is fucking outrageous to me because, you know, there's a bunch of actors in this movie, but this is kind of a low-budget looking film. Like, they didn't do a whole lot to, like... Yeah. There's no CGI. <laughs> it's all practical. It takes place in, like, one house, one bar, a church, and, like... Uh, like a strip club there was like a scene at a strip club but that could have easily been just like the back of the bar like yeah there was like just, three buildings yeah. in this town that they did i don't know how they spent 20 million dollars uh so i think that that is a big stretch of the imagination for imdb <laughs> and i'm just gonna go with there it was probably less than that good okay uh my seven word synopsis i have three of them girl falls for boy and crazy family and then my second one townies art school dreams needed a little push and three every tony needs a beth for encouragement yes uh yeah so he was just like he was a great guy he just needed a little push like believe in yourself like i believe in you so much just let my belief in you push you just the little bit that you need to go to get where you need to be. Um, so, Otis, anything else to say? Or what do you think? How do you like this film? It sounded fun. Like I said, like, I really do want to check this one out Like later on. It sounded really fun. Yeah, it's it's a good film. I, I think you'll enjoy it. And because it's not super Christmassy, we could definitely watch this at any time of the year. Like It would yeah. be fine. So, if you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at AllentownPod on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the 12th episode of our Christmas movie countdown. We will be back again tomorrow with another episode. Bye! See ya!